This show is designed to give general information related to investing in finance. Neither Aaron Katzman, his guests, nor the radio station are rendering legal, tax, or specific investment advice. If you need such advice, contact a licensed advisor. And welcome to the Aaron Katzman Show. I'm your host, Aaron Katzman. We are coming to you from the spiritual and soon-to-be financial capital of the world, Jerusalem, Israel, and we speak to you as you know about your life, your money, and your investments. If you've got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at lighthousecapital.co.il. That's Aaron, lighthousecapital.co.il. You can check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com. That's www.aaronkatzman.com. Be sure to follow me on both Twitter and LinkedIn, and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. So today we're going to talk about something a little bit different, but it's a fascinating topic, especially in the world of financial planning. Um, It's my honor to introduce Mickey Lavin-Pell, who is a marriage and family therapist and relationship coach since 2002. I'll let you all do the math, but that's a long time. Um, After spending the early part of her career helping toxic couples who've been married so long they can't remember why they ever loved their spouse, climbed out of their relationship holes, Mickey decided to help couples achieve successful relationships from the start. She helps couples get proactive, learn about the science of love, and, and knows to keep them connected and growing. It's my pleasure to introduce Mickey to the show. Thank you for having me, Aro. So great my, to be here. My pleasure. So let's jump right in, okay? In the financial planning world, it's sort of known, this little secret, that unfortunately, Um, The most common reason, I would say, for divorce happens to be money issues. Um, So you are the relationship expert. Can you sort of start talking about how money plays uh, in a marriage or in a relationship? Absolutely. Um, Oftentimes, it's interesting. What gets couples together has nothing to do with money. If anything, oftentimes when couples are dating, um, they're just focusing on the feelings and you know, uh, wanting to be together and having fun and having similar interests. But the very last thing that they ever talk about is their views on money, even though money is oftentimes in, in the conversation without them even realizing. I mean, you go on a, on a date, who's paying? What sort of date are you going on? How much are you spending? All that sort of stuff. And so these are little things that people really need to be watchful of and, and, and think about uh, in terms of how do people spend their money? Are people like when someone suggests going to a fancy restaurant, does anyone say, Ooh, that's, that's too much for right now. Or, you know, maybe we should save that for a special occasion, or is that something that people just splash out again and again, and just money just goes like water. Um, so everyone has different ideas about money, but not everybody really talks about it openly. It's just, it's in the air, but it's not on the table. It's really funny, you know, I'll sit in a meeting sometimes. I also do, you know, obviously I invest money for people and a financial advisor, but we also do a fair share of budgeting. And more than once um, I've sat with a couple and then all of a sudden one of the spouses asks the other, can you go out? I think, I think the, ma- the meter uh, is running out. Can you go out and, and pick, plug the meter? And then all of a sudden out comes, the remaining spouse comes and just pours it all out on the table. To me. Now, uh, you know, these obviously you work with people like this but give us a tip maybe at the beginning when people are still dating right they're they're in the beginning of the stages of their relationship how they can sort of get together and merge sort of two cultures 
um, together in terms of how to look at and how to treat money? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the first thing is to really sh share your, your emotional history around money. You know, really share how your parents do things. Um, I know it, in my in my family background, we have my husband and I have vastly different ideas uh, about how how we do money. My husband's family are very war driven, even though don't suffer. Uh, thank God. But my mother in law will have one tea bag and she'll share it around the whole family because that's the war is still very much ingrained in her mind. And I come from more. Uh, my husband's more European. He's from European background. I'm from an American background where. Money just goes like nobody's business. And so we really had to think about how to merge our different ideas. So when you talk about your history, your emotional history with money and what money meant for you, that's a really important thing. Some people are, are, have money thrown at them like nobody's business, and that's the way they're shown love. But that's not how they really wanted to feel loved, right? And so there's a lot of mixed messages around, around how money is, is dealt with. And so people um, really need to really get clear on, do they really wanna feel love through money? Do they wanna feel love through words and, and, and intimacy and language and things like that? And there's a lot of, there's five different love, love languages, which we don't have to get into today, but, but giving, gift giving is a really big thing. And so, right, so some people will give gifts that are very, very lavish and, and other people feel really uncomfortable receiving them. So really being able to have conversations about, how you how you want to give and how you want to receive and how your family dealt with money you know how you viewed money i think that's a very it's a very bond building exercise that you could do and it's something that really evens out the playing field and it helps you to see where you stand and how to navigate that it's not about having the same ideas about money but it's just about understanding what sort of territory are we going with and how are we dealing with and how are we going to deal with these differences so people you know when they're when they're going out, my sister always used to say that people are very philosophical when they go out, right? They have all these, you know, they, they speak about politics and about their philosophy and when they want to go and all this kind of stuff. And, and once they get married, they realize it's like who, you know, the philosophical conversation is where to get the cheapest diapers, right? But let's, <laughs> when, when you, when exactly. you, when, when you're going out, can you give some tips, right? Obviously they can come yeah. to you, right? And get therapy, but say two people are going out and they wanted to, you know, just like they're discussing sort of how they view the future and, 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 and their sort of, you know, their goals, how they can sort of get into this conversation, because it is an awkward conversation to sort of have with somebody. Well, I mean, it's not something I would suggest on a first, second or third date. It's the sort of thing that I would only suggest once you're in a relationship, right? Um, for sure. And, but once you say, okay, we are committed to each other and we're on the same page, that's the sort of time you can start talking about these things and having and literally introduce this as a philosophical philosophical conversation, just as you would about any old any old thing. And you could start talking about, for instance, what sort of vacations do you like, right? And so one person might like the camping vacation, but like why? But ask the why. What is that about? Why do you like going out into nature? Is it is it because you really love nature and you want to connect with nature? Or is it just because you're cheap and you don't want to pay a few bucks and go to an Airbnb or a hotel? And what kind of hotels do you like? And, you know, and, and really just noticing not just how, I mean, you can also notice, you know, how a person dresses, but, you know, just because a person dresses well, it doesn't mean that they, you know, blow all their money um, at, uh, you know, in that fancy store that still exists. Right. <laughs> I don't know what so many shops are going under. I don't know <laughs> what exists anymore. <laughs> I can't even 
to use any names versus, you know, just buying on Amazon or buying right. at Walmart or Kmart or whatever. You know, you can't make assumptions about how a person looks, but you could ask, but you could ask a person, you know, you could, you could mention like that you really like the way a person puts themselves together and how do they go about how do they go about doing that or go shopping with a person? That's a really wonderful uh, date idea is to literally take a person shopping. And that's something I did also early on, which was very telling, <laughs> I must say, uh, because you could see like, wow, you know, you're not even willing to buy a belt. Gee whiz. <laughs> what else are you not willing to buy? <laughs> you know, those kinds of things. And is it, and is it because you don't really need another belt? Um, you know, just you know, get into get into conversations about what what are the things that you really value, right? When talk about what it is that you really value, you know, um, my husband he could spend a bazillion he could spend all his money on books. Books have no like there's no there's no dollar value on books. <laughs> it's it's a good it's a good book. He'll buy it, no worries. But other things not so much, right? So some people they'll, they'll they're happy to spend a lot of money on some things, but very little on other things. Right. So it's about what is it that you value? What are the things that you want to put your money into? What is it that you not? And then also you want to get into you could talk a little bit about, you know, what you know about the market. Do you do you do you like investing? Do you know anything about investing? And one of the biggest things that I see is that a lot of women uh, in particular, and it's crazy that we live in a feminist day and age. And so many women are like, ah, I'll learn about the market when I get married or my husband will deal with that. That is the biggest mistake you could make to, to put it all onto the husband. Mm -hmm. You both need to be equally educated about things because you both need to have your finger on the pulse about those things. That's great. Mickey, how can people get uh, a hold of you? I forgot to ask. You could check me out on my website. You can check me out on my website, Mickey Lavin Pell, M-I-C-K-I-L-A-V-I-N-P-E-L-L.co.il. And you can okay. also check me out on my Facebook page, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Mickey Lavin Pell, my name. And I'll put that up yeah. on the notes uh, of the show when we post Thank that you. onto social media as well. You are tuning in to the Aaron Katzman Show, where we speak to you about your life, your money, and your investments. If you've got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at Lighthouse with an L, lighthousecapital.co.il. That's Aaron at lighthousecapital.co.il. You can check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com. That's www.aaronkatzman.com. Be sure to follow me both on LinkedIn and Twitter and subscribe to the YouTube channel. So we're speaking with marriage and family therapist and relationship coach, Mickey Lavenpel, And we're speaking about money and relationships, which is a fascinating topic. Um, we spoke about sort of the, the, the relate the, the the dating side of things. Now let's, you know, use the second part of the show to speak about once you're already married. Um, you know, right. there are a lot of people out there who believe that, you know, you should have a, a, a date night once a month. And that date night is like sort of um, a budgeting date night to, to sort of really make it romantic. Uh, let's, you know, speak about how much <laughs> money we're spending on tuna fish this month. But uh, no, but the, the couples really, is they talk about other things, you know, and their goals and their needs um, in a relationship and in a marriage that how central money is and that they, you know, they both need to share their goals and their needs so that they can actually get somewhere financially also. Can you speak about that a little bit? Yeah. Um, so basically uh, having a date night to, I, I don't know if I would spend every date night talking about your budget, but definitely <laughs> at least having maybe a quarterly date night talking about your budget. Um, but I would also really, you know, and, and, and this is the sort of thing that's also changing all the time, like how you were when you were dating 
can also be vastly different uh, to how you are when you're married and when you actually have financial obligations. I mean, people might be very fluid with their money um, when they're going out on dates and, you know, just want to, you know, do lots of fun stuff. And then all of a sudden it's like, wow, you got a mortgage and you got school fees and you got all these sorts of things that you have to deal with diapers and what have you. And all of a sudden you have to really uh, buckle down. So it's really about, I think, when it comes to budgeting and talking about your budget, it's about thinking about, okay, what are the things, what are the have tos? And then how can I also put some money aside for having the rainy day stuff and also having fun stuff, you know, for the, for the two of us, being able to go away for the weekend every once in a while, making sure that you have parents or, or family friends, or even do a swap with, uh, with, with another couple. Like you could look after their kids. You don't mean that exactly. Your kids. <laughs> I don't mean that exactly. I do mean that exactly. Okay. No, I don't mean, no, I don't That's mean. That's a TV show. We're not yeah. talking about that TV show. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm talking about <laughs> each of you taking turns to look after your gotcha. kids. <laughs> That's I what I mean. It. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to not be clear. Yeah. Each of you take turns going away for a weekend and looking after each other's children. I'm not talking about, you know, this is not going to be all the time. It's going right. to be once in a, once in a while, once every, once a year even mm -hmm. to do that. So you could have some vacations with the family, some vacations with the kids, but having a lot of fun injected into your budget, I think is a really important thing. And, and things don't have to be super expensive. I think what we learned from COVID uh, is that you could do so much fun stuff at home. Right. One of the things that we got really into is we, we do mosaics in my house, um, which is like a little bit different to a lot of other people just, you know, watching Netflix, not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, but it's just thinking of activities, think of, you know, food activities that you could do, or just finding things on YouTube that you can make or do that really creates a lot of bonding, right? Things that don't take a lot of money, but, but where there's fun really built around it. I think that's really important. And I would assume that yeah. you, I guess, just like we communicate with each other about other things, we need to communicate with each other about money right? I, that's the most important thing. And I think too often what I see is people don't. That's like the one issue right. they don't really want to communicate with. And that's sort of where relationships get into trouble. Well, so I have a lot of ideas about that. And, and something I've seen a lot with the couples that are, that you have one person who's really um, comfortable with money and comfortable with talking about money. And the other one's like really not where money was just this very taboo thing. You didn't know how much your parents made. Your parents never talked to you about money at all. It was just, it was there. You had your things and your needs met, but you didn't know how the money got from, from point A to point B. So for the person who is not comfortable uh, talking about money, um, the person who is comfortable talking about money needs to really be very non-pressurizing and be very gentle about it and just acknowledge your fear about money. You know, really be able to, to, to work through your own values, put your own values about money on the table, but do it in a way that's kind of easing the other person in and saying, okay, I know that it's really hard for you to talk about money, but you know, it is a really important thing that we have to do. So asking the other person, what is gonna help make it easier to sit down and look at the budget and look at what's going in and what's going out and how to, how to tackle that. And I think even just, you know, making, making it not like this thing of, oh my God, you know, we have so little, you know, how are we just gonna save, save, save? But also thinking about, you know, what is, what is it that you even, what are your dreams in terms of, what are you hoping to save for? Mm -hmm. What do you want to invest in? What do you what do you want to put your money towards? And the other thing is also, you know, talking about, you know, just giving. I think that's a very important thing, just giving charity 
for instance. That's a very that's a very powerful thing to be able to think about how you want to what charities you want to give to, what's really important to you, what do you invest in in that way? And that's a very bonding thing because that makes you also for people who don't feel good about having money for themselves, you know, just being able to put that in the piece. I think that could really um, help them to feel better about when they do have money for themselves and they want to give to themselves and, and spend on themselves. That's great. Yeah. I love that. I like that last part about the giving. That's fantastic. Mickey, once again, how can people get in touch with you? Yes. So it's uh, my website is the best way. Mickey Lavin Pell, M-I-C-K-I-L-A-V-I-N-P-E-L-L.co.il. Mickey, I want to thank, uh, thank you so you. much for coming on the show. It was great. I think we might want to have you again. It was really interesting. Absolutely. With pleasure. You have been tuning in to the Aaron Katzman Show. I'm your host, Aaron Katzman. We speak about your life, your money, and your investments. If you've got any questions or comments, feel free to email me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at lighthousecapital.co.il. Check me out on the web at www.aaronkatzman.com. Be sure to follow me on both Twitter and LinkedIn. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll speak to you all really soon.